welcome to X-Men Unraveled, the podcast that follows the stories of the X-Men in chronological order. I'm Noelle. Today's episode is all about Wanda and Pietro Maximoff, better known as the Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver. I have debated several times about making a Scarlet Witch bonus episode uh, with WandaVision and Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, both placing a lot of focus on her in the MCU, but I ended up deciding to keep her introduction at the place she fits in the timeline when the X-Men meet her and Pietro in Uncanny X-Men number four. So, as you can imagine, this is an episode I am excited about. I have been waiting for it for a very long time, even if it is going to lean hard into the unraveled part of the podcast title, because their origins started out as a mystery and ended up being retconned entirely. Early in the comics, Wanda and Pietro don't know who their parents are, and then they dramatically find out that they are Magneto's children. But that gets retconned, and they are then revealed to be the children of a woman named Natalia Maximoff. And they're not even mutants at all. So you may be wondering why I am still telling their story in this podcast about mutants. Uh, The short answer is they're introduced in the X-Men series, and that I want to. I love the Scarlet Witch, and I tolerate Quicksilver since he is her brother. But the more important reason is that since their origins are so convoluted and retconned to hell, there is no way to just quickly introduce them as two members of Magneto's Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, which is how the X-Men learn about them. And whatever retcons have done to their origins, they are still integral to the story of Magneto and were believed to be mutants for most of their publication history. As I'm sure you've picked up already, I'm not a fan of the changes made to these characters in recent years, and it's not only because I want them to be mutants, it's because their story was so complicated already, and it's compounded by the fact that much of the retcon just so happens to coincide with the MCU and a whole corporate conflict over who gets to put which characters in their movies. Am I bitter? Yes, 100%. But even if they are no longer mutants, Wanda and Pietro are still highly mutant adjacent, and I'm going to continue to cover them in the show. Today's episode is going to be more of a wide view explainer rather than a chronological retelling, because the most significant retcon doesn't happen until 50 years after Wanda and Pietro make their first appearance. And as such, Wanda and Pietro spend a significant amount of time both believing themselves to be mutants and Magneto's biological children. And ultimately, whether they are his bio-children or chosen family, Wanda and Pietro cannot be understood without Magneto, and I would argue that he can't be understood without that relationship either. So they are very important to the whole story of mutants. I'm going to jump ahead in publications and kind of bounce around between the different places where Wanda and Pietro's story is revealed, um, because I really want to start with their backstory uh, here at their introduction into the pod. So let's see if I can make sense of these two very complicated characters. In Uncanny X-Men number 4, published in 1964, 
The Scarlet Witch and Quicksilver are introduced as members of the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, alongside villains Toad and Mastermind. Magneto put the group together in order to further his plans for mutant supremacy, and the Brotherhood is like the shadow version of the X-Men. We'll talk more about Toad and Mastermind later, but today is all about the Maximoffs. Pietro is a speedster, and Wanda has the ability to use magic, although at the time she's introduced, it's pretty weak and unexplained. In the fourth issue of the original series, Wanda and Pietro are unhappy at their membership in the Brotherhood, and Pietro confronts Magneto and tells him that they're done. And I think this is an important part of the twins' personalities and who they are and what they believe in. They aren't all in on Magneto's vision of mutant supremacy, and despite being part of a group called the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants, uh, they aren't really evil themselves. Both of them will go on to be well-known heroes. Down the road, Pietro will do some pretty bad shit, but on the other hand, no matter how badly she's written, Wanda, to me, is never someone who really counts as a villain. And whereas a lot of characters I can take at face value of who they are on the page, Wanda is a character whose actions and storylines I have a very hard time separating from the writing of her character and the decisions that get made about who she is and what she does and what her motivations are. A lot of the time she's placed in that Jean Grey, Phoenix, powerful lady goes crazy and bad trope, which will become more obvious as we make our way through her stories later on, uh, but that is getting ahead of myself. Right now, all that matters is that in the first issue we meet them, the Maximoffs are already announcing that they are done with Magneto's plans for the world. But Magneto is not someone who gives up on what he wants very easily, and he pushes back and reminds Wanda that she owes him a debt. And this is the first look we get in the comics of the Maximoff twins' past. Magneto narrates a flashback to a village in Central Europe where Wanda was under attack from local villagers after accidentally setting it on fire. Big oops. The villagers call her a Scarlet Witch and plan to kill her, like they're coming at her with pitchforks and everything. But Magneto arrives just in time, stops the villagers, rescues Wanda and Pietro, leading them to join his cause out of gratitude rather than any like real connection they feel to his mission. By this time, the twins are probably in their late teens, so to understand how they got to this point and end up being recruited by Magneto, we have to jump to a bunch of other comics. Before joining Magneto, Wanda and Pietro had been raised by a Romani couple named Django and Maria Maximoff. But the Maximoffs were their adoptive parents rather than the twins' biological parents. The identity of their biological parents and the circumstances of their birth is probably the most complicated part of Wanda and Pietro's story, or maybe it's a close second to the origins of their powers. It's hard to say, literally everything about these two is super complicated. In Avengers number 186, published in 1979, Pietro and Wanda make a trip to Eastern Europe to try and learn about their past. They travel to the fictional country of Transia, bordering Serbia, in search of answers about their heritage. A whole bunch of things happen that we don't have time for here if we're going to focus on what we learn about their origins, and we'll get to that story at some point anyway. 
Long story short, Pietro ends up meeting a cow woman named Bova. Yes, a cow woman. Bova started life as a regular cow, but she was experimented on a dude called the High Evolutionary, who transformed her into a cow lady who walks on two feet, talks, and is just a lady who's a cow. <laughs> just go with it. Uh, we'll get to the High Evolutionary a little bit later. For the moment, we just meet the sweet cow lady Bova, who knows some secrets. Bova reveals to Pietro that she lived at a fortress in Wondagore Mountain, working for the High Evolutionary. While she was there, a pregnant woman arrived at the fortress, trying to escape from her husband. The woman's name was Magda, and if you remember, Magda is the wife of Magneto. The two of them fled from Auschwitz together, got married, and started a life out of the tragedy they escaped. However, things did not go well for long because Magda ends up fleeing from Magneto after the death of their daughter Anya, and Magneto attacks and kills the villagers who he blamed for Anya's death. Bova tells Pietro that Magda gave birth to the twins at Wendigore Mountain before asking Bova to keep her children safe and away from her husband. After asking this of Bova, Magda disappears into the night. In Vision and the Scarlet Witch number four, we learn that years later, Magneto made his own trek to Mount Wondegore. Bova is less forthcoming with Magneto and only reveals the story to him under duress, meaning Magneto threatened her life. Not his best moment, probably not his worst either. Bova again tells the story of Magda arriving at Mount Wondegore, pregnant and fearful of her husband. And she tells him that Magda gave birth to twins named Wanda and Pietro, who both developed impressive powers. Magneto already knows the Maximoffs by this point and learns that he is, in fact, their father. These stories, which were published in 1979 and 1983, remained the foundation of Wanda and Pietro's heritage until a major retcon in 2014. For decades, Wanda and Pietro Maximoff are established as both mutants and the children of Magneto. This all changes in 2014 during an X-Men and Avengers crossover event called Axis. Obviously, there's a whole bunch of shit going down, but the most relevant to our concerns today is a curse pronounced by Wanda in Avengers and X-Men Axis number 7. She is sick of Magneto and his manipulations and desire for mutants to rule the world, and she curses the members of her bloodline. But to her surprise, only Pietro is struck down. Magneto, completely unaffected. And thus begins the unraveling of over 30 years of continuity. I hate it. I hate it, guys. Um, anyway, let's keep going. For a time after this revelation, Wanda and Pietro believe that Django and Maria Maximoff, the Romani couple that raised them, are their bio-parents. But the Scarlet Witch series, published between 2015 and 2017, reveals this to be incorrect as well. The Scarlet Witch series obviously takes place much later in both publication history as well as Wanda and Pietro's lives, but a series of mysteries leads Wanda to try and track down her real parents. At the time, she's on another mission entirely and travels to a dimension, for lack of a better word, known as the Witch's Road, where only people who can use magic can enter. While she's there, she meets Natalia Maximoff, 
a woman who looks almost exactly like Wanda and also goes by the name of the Scarlet Witch. And it turns out that's not just a cool name for witches who like to dress in red, it's actually a hereditary title. At this point, Wanda doesn't get any answers beyond that because Natalia is pulled out of the dimension and called back to her own time and place on Earth. But Wanda sets out to find out her true history in issue 11 of the series. At that time, Pietro is caught up in a bunch of Avengers bullshit and says he doesn't want to come along. Wanda, without Pietro, then makes her way to Serbia, where she finds a priest who knows some important details about her early life. She learns that after Natalia Maximoff gave birth to Pietro and Wanda, she left the twins in the care of her brother Django and his wife Maria. And she did this basically because she wanted to keep them safe. Her life as the Scarlet Witch was pretty dangerous and not, like, the best place for babies. At the same time, and unknown to Natalia, the priest that Wanda tracked down had made a deal with the High Evolutionary who was looking for children for his experiments. The High Evolutionary is a man named Herbert Wyndham. He was a scientist who took as a role model Mr. Sinister, of all people. That should give you an idea of what his morals look like. And he ends up with a bunch of knowledge from an inhuman that allows him to alter genomes. So he sets up a base at Wundagore Mountain, where he continues his studies and genetic experiments. And at the time Pietro and Wanda were born, he was actively looking for babies who might hold genetic potential for alterations. The priest gives up the location of the Maximoff twins in Serbia, and the High Evolutionary kidnaps them and brings them to Wundagore Mountain. Natalia does learn of her children's abduction and goes to Wundagore Mountain herself to rescue them. Unfortunately, the High Evolutionary defeats and kills Natalia. The High Evolutionary continues his experiments on the twins, but was apparently disappointed in the results, so he returns them to Natalia's brother Jongo and his wife Maria. In Uncanny Avengers number 4 from 2015, the High Evolutionary says that he somehow disguised them as mutants, so the truth of their heritage and source of their powers couldn't be traced. Convenient explanation for the decades before the retcon. It's never specified exactly what about the Maximoffs disappointed the High Evolutionary. I mean, I do totally get being disappointed with Pietro, because he just sucks generally, no matter how fast he can run. But Wanda developed the ability to use magic to an incredible degree, up to being able to rewrite reality entirely. So either, for some unknown reason, that didn't appeal to the High Evolutionary, or more likely he didn't know what the combination of Wanda's heritage and the exposure to the experiments would one day allow her to do. But it could also be that there was one more influence on the development of Wanda's powers, that the High Evolutionary may not have known. Because Wundagore Mountain was also the place where an elder god named C'thon was imprisoned. C'thon somehow also influenced Wanda after she was born at Wundagore, and it would have important repercussions later on, but also increased her capacity for magic. Like I said, literally everything is complicated about these two, but that's how they're born, that's who their mom is, and that's how they get their powers. Once Wanda and Pietro are brought back to their aunt and uncle, 
They live among the Romani for several years, which we get a glimpse of in Avengers number 182. During this time, both Maximoff children learn about their powers and start using them. And the Maximoffs and other Romani traveled through Central Europe until prejudice against the Romani people forced the family and their community into poverty. They had to resort to stealing in order to survive. But once a neighboring village learned of the thefts, they attacked the Romani, burning their wagons, and sending the entire Romani community fleeing. Their adoptive mother, Maria, was believed to have been killed in the fire, and Wanda and Pietro were separated from Django. In Avengers number 234, Wanda tells the story of how the shock from that day and being separated from their family led the two of them to repress the memories of their early lives meaning that after getting separated from their family, they are on their own, they don't know where to go, and they just have to survive. They lived off the land and continued traveling and surviving much as they had before, until the day that Wanda accidentally sets a village on fire. That is when Magneto mysteriously and conveniently arrives, rescuing the twins from the furious mob bent on killing Wanda. And he, of course, believes that the two of them are mutants like him and recruits them to his cause. It's more like they join him because they feel like they owe him and have nowhere else to go than they're sold on his worldview and plans for world domination. Of course, Wanda and Pietro don't learn most of these details until much later in their lives, but that is the complicated tale of the Maximoff's origins and events that lead up to them joining the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants. It's a whole mess, but that's what we've got. I try very hard to get myself to accept the retcon and everything that comes with it, but I still prefer the version where Magneto is their father. It was just the story for so long, I don't know if I'll ever be able to let go of it. Uh, also, I love the Scarlet Witch. She is the Chaos Queen, and I can't get enough of her, and so having her taken away from me as a mutant is difficult, to say the least. And the story about Magneto also explains Pietro a lot better, because his power isn't magical in nature like Wanda's at all, and really just seems like a typical mutant-esque power. Not to mention that he looks identical to Magneto. Uh, we have yet to get an explanation for that. Technically, we don't know who the Maximoff's father is. It's explicitly avoided in the retcon. So in a way, I'm tempted to hope that it is Magneto, but with all the changes, that just doesn't seem likely or even like a good idea. It's too much already. Can't like have the big reveal, have it taken away, and have it come back. And you'd think one dramatic revelation about biological parents would be enough for any character, but the powers that be at Marvel just couldn't leave this one alone. So here we are, now knowing that Wanda and Pietro are the children of Natalia Maximoff. Of course, as we move through the comics, that's not going to come into play for literal ages. Uh, so we'll definitely be revisiting their history as time goes on, and they learn new details, no matter how incorrect they are. And in Uncanny Number 4, we don't even know about the Magneto story. That detail and its implications will come down the road. That is it for today. I am hoping that I have managed to make sense of all of this chaos. Uh, Wanda's powers are supposedly chaos magic, and it feels like it reading her story. And there are some parts that I skipped because they just weren't as relevant. 
Uh, like, for example, later on, Wanda and Pietro will believe for a short time that two other superheroes are their parents. Um, but that was just too much to get into for today. And those implications are more about like their current state when they learn the information than their actual history. Next time, I'll cover more about the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants and their conflict with the X-Men, as well as how Wanda and Pietro navigate being members of this group. Thank you, as always, for listening. Um, don't forget to check out the podcast Instagram at X-Men Unraveled for updates. And if you feel like it, let me know what you think about the retcon. I spent pretty much the whole episode telling you how I feel about it. There's also a couple other shows that you need to check out if you have not already. Gray Malkin Lane uh, recently released A Trial of Warren Worthington, or Angel, and that was really fun. Uh, basically, he's just a dumb himbo who also happens to make bad decisions. And Marvel Plus is covering the new Miss Marvel series right now, and I got to join and talk about episode one, which was a blast. I wasn't sure about the show going into it, but I absolutely loved that first episode so much, um, so go give that a listen as well. Thank you again for listening. Check out those other podcasts, and I will talk to you next time. Bye! Bye!